Welcome to The Naked Truth, real talk about West Coast Swing. I'm Deborah, And I'm Eric. And today we are going to talk about routines. Yeah. Um, as Deborah and our friends prepare for the U.S. Open next month, we thought we'd discuss what it takes to put together a choreography and prepare it for competition, as well as, you know, what is a successful routine? What does that look like? What do we enjoy about routines? And what do we think of, you know, the routines on the circuit these days? Mm, those are all loaded questions. Very loaded. We'll see how, how many we, how many of those topics we get to in this conversation today. Um, so you are currently preparing with PJ and that's probably a good example to look at. Why don't you tell us how you put that together and, and what it's like to work on it? Well, so because PJ and I are not an established couple and we don't have like, um, things that we do together normally as, as far as dancing uh, is concerned, we seek out uh, people for choreography to choreograph for us. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're an established couple, you, you have like a rapport with one another and it's easier to come up with things together that, um, that show what your brand is. Sure. But because PJ and I don't have a brand, um, we went to Benji to get our choreography um, who's brilliant by the way. Mm-hmm. And then after, after we get the choreography, then we try to commit it, you know, a little bit to muscle memory and then get it tweaked a little bit. And we got it tweaked by, uh, Robert Royston to help us out to, you know, smooth things out or maybe change some timing things, um, and stuff like that. As far as like choosing music, uh, Benji made us listen to several different, uh, songs and then we decided, on uh the final uh song so so i think it depends between each couple like what type of music they want to use at the time or or what's happening at the moment uh in this in the swing uh community so uh pj and i kind of a like a different example because we're like i said we're not established we just got together um so everything's kind of new and fun right how did you decide to work with benji and then robert um, well, because, uh, PJ had been working with Benji the prior years, uh, with Tashina, he felt very comfortable, um, working with him. And I completely agreed with that. And I, like I said, I, you know, I, I love Benji. I love his choreography and, um, he's brilliant and him and I are, you know, really good friends. So it would just make it easier, um, on the partnership to go with someone that PJ's already comfortable with and someone that I've known, uh, for a long time. And then, uh, Robert, because, one, we're very close uh, friends, myself and him, as well as PJ and Robert. And Robert's really good at tweaking um, things and making you feel more comfortable in in, in choreography because he's so experienced. I mean, he's done so many routines himself, uh, so he really knows his stuff. Right. Uh, so that's why we went to, <clears throat> excuse me, Robert. So that's our little thing, how we get together. But if you're an established couple, it's completely works completely different, you know? Well, when Cordoba and I were together, we would both, uh, sit and listen to songs or we'd reach out to our friends like, um, uh, for chains, we were in England and I heard Tina arena's slow version, um, of chains. And I was like, Ooh, we have to use this. And that's how we came back and, you know, use that. And then dance with me, John Lindo gave us, the music. We would ask our friends to search for songs for us. And then Sade was 
something that I've always wanted to dance to because I love her. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would, you know, confer, you know, discuss with each other what type of songs we want to dance to, what was happening at the moment on the circuit, wh- what what we wanted our brand uh, to show. <clears throat> and I think uh, our, our brand at first was we kind Robin and I kind of started, you know, um, slow to fast, slow song to fast song, sometimes different song. And then then we ended up starting to do same slow song to same fast song, finding a different version um, to that. And we would just choreograph, you know, ourselves and we'd look online to see what uh, cool lifts were out there that we could retweak or um, uh, lifts that haven't been done in a long time. Cause you know, Robin and I mostly did showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then we'd uh, get our, we put our choreography together and then we'd um, get some coaching on lifts by like people like Tom Slater and Pierre Dulane uh, who are very well known in the theater arts world. Um, and then we'd have our peers look at our routines to help us like tweak some stuff. Uh, we used to practice a lot with Kyle and Sarah at the time uh, when we both, you know, Robin and I lived in LA, we would practice with them and we'd go to the studio and we'd help each other out with our routines. So that, that really worked out um, very well to have your peers look at uh, your routines. And then we would listen to we'd listen to our music again and be like, ah, oh, what, what what do we see as costumes? What what is what is what do we feel or what are we you know looking at? And and then we'd call up our costume designer and tell her what we wanted, and then she'd draw it out for us. And we'd be like, yes, and we'd go out and buy fabric and and rhinestones and you know and all that stuff. And the rest is kind of like history. And I think every every professional couple has a different way of how they you know put routines together. <clears throat> Some uh, professional couples like. Um, write out the, like, see how many phrases there are, write out the phrases. They do everything on a, on a piece of paper and then find the accents and then add in on the paper and then decide what they're going to do on, you know, as they choreograph. And Robert and I would just, we would listen to the songs and we choreograph in sections and then put the sections together. Mm -hmm. So we would do the highlights first and then put the dancing in between the highlights. Right. But everyone's different. How are you finding ways to work with PJ since you both live in different areas and you're both traveling a lot? Is it just a matter right. of meeting up at different events? Right. So basically we met up three times, um, <clears throat> once at Benji's to get the choreography, once in Nashville to, you know, tweak the choreography. And then he came to Boogie so we can go over the tweakings that right. we that we've done. And I'll be flying out to Tennessee November 1st, and I'll be staying there until the open. And we'll just practice every day until the open. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. Usually uh, I'm much more ahead of schedule um, for me than, than, than this. Like, you know, Robert and I would start in, like, August. Um, and PJ and I, like, got the choreography in, like, September. Right. And now this, we did, we met once in October and now it's, oh my God, November, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens fast. Yeah. So you blink and it's there. So, so when it came to, you were talking earlier about how, when you were with Robert, like, you know, your brand, you know what you want to put out there. Well, right? now you're working with a new partner. You mm-hmm. both each have your own kind of brand, right? Coming into mm-hmm. this. Um, mm-hmm. How does that affect your song choice and the you know choreography like how how did you two come together to think about what you wanted to put out on the floor 
Well, for, I'm going to speak for myself first. Sure. Um, my objective at the Open this year was 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 specifically to um, give PJ a great dance, but just to just to get back on the floor. I missed performing and I missed you know competing mm-hmm. on the floor, and I, I kind of accomplished a lot in West Coast Swing as far as routines and everything else is concerned. So for me, it's not about um, got to win the Open. Right. It would be great. That'd be awesome. Right. But that's but that's not my intent. My intent is to go out there and dance, have a great time, and have people uh, remember, go, oh, why why they miss me on the floor. Mm-hmm. Have them go, oh, it's nice to have her back um, on the floor. <clears throat> um, I think for PJ, he 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 he's excited, didn't want to get off the floor, and he wanted to stay on the floor. Um, so as far as you know, how we chose the song, I think that this song spoke to both of us more than the other songs that we had listened to. Mm. Um, and it's definitely not a song, um, that I would have thought to, to pick, but you know, Benji's so good at like finding really, um, uh, dramatic, intricate, uh, different type of music that you would never think of. And then you listen to it and like, Oh, this is kind of like, this is cool. I like it. Right. Uh, yeah, right. So there wasn't really a like, like, what are we going to do together? It was more of like, what's speaking to both of us and what, what would look good on both of us? What do we both feel? Do we feel, um, this song? And that's basically the process that happened between, um, PJ and I. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, you know, I've done two routines. Um, and the first one was just a rising star routine. I danced with Kelly mm-hmm. Faust. Kelly. 12 years ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Um, Yeah. uh, And we, we went through a lot of different songs and finally landed Mm -hmm. on a a slower blues song, which I didn't Mm -hmm. think Kelly would go for, (laughs) honestly, Mm -hmm. Um, but we both loved it. It was a Susan Tedeschi cover of a Rolling Stone song. Um, I love Susan Tedeschi. Yeah. Um, And I still love the song and kind of want to do another routine to it but uh we picked that song and the beauty of the song was that it was a whole song so it didn't even require editing right it was like two two minutes 17 seconds i was like perfect right we were in new york we called up royston Mm -hmm. he did the choreography um but that song just like spoke to both of us and then the second routine was with yenny in 2011 with with, which we worked with you on that one right 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 i Um, remember in the bay area and uh yeah, picking that song, it was, I think, a lot of what you said of, you know, we were a new partnership. We wanted to think about how we wanted to represent ourselves, mm-hmm. but we also wanted to push ourselves. Right. Um, so hearing you talk about how your goals are a little different from PJ's, I was thinking about how how goals really do shape, right, what you want to put on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so if your goal is to, like, put yourself out there, if it's to push yourself, like, we wanted to push ourselves. So we, we had the slow version of Misery. Um, right which we heard uh, from Parker. He had played it mm-hmm. somewhere and we really liked it. Um, but we said, well, we also want to push ourselves. So let's try the, f- like finding a faster version of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so we decided to do both of those. And we had uh, Ben Morris actually choreograph. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I, he was one of our choices to work with because he's just super creative with his own choreographies. Yes. Yes. Um, 
But we also ended up with him in part because a couple of other people were not as accessible. <laughs> so not, like, not available. Right. right. So like that's part <clears throat> of it too. Um, but I was really happy with his choreo. Um, when you talked about, you know, you got your routine from Benji and then tweaked it, or you did your, mm-hmm. your choreography with Cordoba and then would get feedback. To what mm-hmm. extent do you like to get the choreography tweaked as opposed to, especially for the for the first performance, as opposed to let's just work with what we have, put it on the floor, and then make changes throughout the season? Um, so my philosophy is this. Uh, if you're If you're an established partnership and you've been working together for a long time, right? You can, you can go through a routine a couple of times and figure out what doesn't work for either one of you or together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you can, you know, change that immediately when you're not in an established partnership, you, you, you keep doing it. You keep working it through. You keep working it through. Like, so like when, when PJ and I were together, each time we were together, we weren't just together for an hour. We were together for like eight, nine hours, right. you know, a day for that weekend that we were together. And as, as we would go through things, we'd be like, yeah, this isn't going to work for us. It's just not enough time to get there. You know, um, so, uh, I, like I said, I have two schools of thought. There are, there are some times when I'm like, no, 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 it needs to stay in. We haven't, we haven't mastered it yet, but there are, there are also times when like, there's just no time to master it at this point. We're not, we haven't danced uh, long enough together, um, to be able to, you know, work it through. And, and let, and let me just say like you, you, uh, as to what you were saying before about pushing yourself, that's definitely one of the goals. Mm-hmm. that I want for myself as well. And, you know, I want to push myself, you know, all the time. Um, and that so also not to say that Robert and I, when we were together, that we hadn't gotten choreography from others because we did when we did, um, my time after a while, when Robert and I competed in, um, sophisticated, mm-hmm. we went to Mar. We, it was a very amazing blue song. It's called my time after a while. Um, and we went to Mario mm-hmm. for that because I think Mario does a, stellar job with blues music he's so good yeah and you know he listens to the song like once and then he's like all right let's choreograph and i was like wait what so i think we do lots of things we work we do our own choreography and then after you're an established couple for a while i know how it was for me and robert we were together for such a long time that i was like god i like i feel like um i my creative juices aren't aren't flowing anymore because we're so used to each other right so then we go to someone else, like to kind of reboot ourselves. Yeah. Would you, you know take that? I mean? Would you take that choreography and then just make it your own, like you right? Sort of get tweak the substance it a, and sure, kind of tweak it. it a little bit. And um, but I, I did. I loved that routine. My time after a while, mm-hmm. I love blues music. I love dancing to blues music. Yeah. I dig it a lot. I hear you. Um, yeah. Like I said, I would love to go back and do another slow blues routine. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of the th- lessons I think I learned with working with Yenny, um, and we talked about this after that routine, um, was living with the choreography we had a little more. Um, mm-hmm. I think there were some tweaks we made that were good. Like we worked with Kyle and Sarah, and they adjusted some of the the you know big show moves. Um, sure, and like that was really good. But I also mm-hmm. feel like you know we worked with a lot of people. <clears throat> And some people will just tweak what we have. And other people are like, okay, I want to like re-choreograph this thing. Yeah. No, that's then, not good. Yeah. I felt like we had too many cooks in the kitchen to the point where, um, yeah, it started feeling 
like a, a seven headed beast. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I love the choreography and we made our own tweaks to your point of like, you know what? We mm-hmm. got this move from somebody. I don't even remember who it was. And I was like, I think we need to, it's not working for us. I think we need to change that. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious what you think of, you know, there's a <clears throat> lot of rising star couples. Yeah. It's um, awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. I love watching it grow. It cracks me yeah, up though. That so people good. are like, Oh, rising star, this new division. And I'm like, I was doing it 12 years ago. Yeah. I but- know. <laughs> it's just gotten, it's, we've, they've just gotten larger. I mean, if we, yes. just to reiterate or go back to something rising star, that actual division was something that was started by Yvonne Antonacci hmm. in Chicago. And she had her own event called rising star. That's right. She, she's the brainchild behind the concept of what rising star is just mm-hmm. so that everyone knows. Okay. Moving on. Go. Yeah. Well, and I remember um, Kelly and I did our routine at Liberty way back when, mm-hmm. and I think he called it classic a and classic B B. Yeah. But it was that same model of like, let's sure. give a platform for people who aren't the top pros to showcase their routines. Or there's a place where they can uh, start so they can become competitive for classic or showcase. Right. That was the stepping stone for classical showcase. Yes. Rising star. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious what you think of, you know, I don't know how much you know about how these couples are getting their choreography or developing their choreography. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm curious what you think about sort of what, what's happening right now with how people are getting choreographies or developing their own. Well, I, I, I think it's great that we have a lot of rising uh, star couples coming together to, become competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do think it's great that they're going to other people for choreography because they're, they're just starting out. They're a new partnership. You know, choreography is a, a, a completely different skill set. And there are people, there are people who, you know, possibly dance together for a long time that just don't have that skill set and have to go to, you know, someone else to get choreography. That's not a bad thing. Right. It's not a bad thing. Um, so, so I, I, I think it's great that they go to different, um, professionals. I know that there's a lot of, uh, people that go to Benji and a lot of people that go to Royston and a lot of people that go to Kyle and Sarah and a lot of people that go to, you know, Jordan Tatiana. It, it's what, it's what you have to go to the professionals that, that, you know, the choreography speaks to you when you feel, feel comfortable, you know, with their choreography. Do I think that there'll come a time when specific, Rising star couples will start doing their own choreography. Sure. I think that'll happen when they get to classic, you know, um, or showcase. I think it's important, uh, if you want to become, you know, competitive in classic or showcase that eventually you have to develop your own brand to separate yourself from everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's, and I, and I know I've worked with a lot of these rising star couples. Like, like my forte is not like, not that I can't do choreography, because I've done choreography long before I was doing couples dancing or choreographed, you know, but to me, my forte is more like teching a routine. That's where I'm, that's where I'm re- what I'm really good at. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these rising star couples will get their choreography and then work and work on, and then they'll come to me, um, to tweak it. And, and, and rarely do I, I, it's not my, I'm not in the business of trying to change someone else's vision. Mm-hmm. I'm only in the business of, of changing something. If I, if I recognize that it's not going to work, or it just doesn't look good, or you don't have enough time to master it because the opens around the corner. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's, I, I love the rising star division. I love watching it. I like judging it. Um, I love all the people that are in it. They have great, um, camaraderie between them. Yeah. 
So I, I enjoy it immensely and, and I wish them nothing but the best of luck. And, and I hope that they continue to grow and educate themselves in, in, in the dance. I yeah. think it's important. It's been extraordinary to watch. Um, and so much fun. I think the camaraderie piece is really, yeah, it's great. You know, that to me is one of the highlights of it. And it was a highlight when, um, I think when I did rising star, I mean, we knew some of the other couples, but there's definitely that, especially when Yenny and I did classic, that yeah. was like, <laughs> uh, that was huge for us in that, you know, we were in a vision with like the likes of you and your peers. Right, right. Right. Um, but to be standing on the side of the ballroom and there is a sense of camaraderie of, you know, people really do support you and like actively sure. support you. They go over to you and say, you know, best of luck or like come right. to you afterwards and say, that was Good great. Job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really cool to see that there is a real sense of community within the routine competitors. I think it's awesome. Do you see a difference since we mentioned that most, I think most rising star do get their choreography from other people, but I'm wondering mm -hmm. if you see a difference in people. Cause I know there are some rising star couples who do their own choreo. Really? I don't know. Uh, hmm. I, I know I a few know. off the top of my head that this season have done their own choreo. Okay. I, I'm not sure if I recognize that or I've seen them. I don't know. Well, what's the question? Go ahead. I'm just wondering Sorry. if you, <clears throat> if you have, um, because we were talking about like the benefit of getting choreography from somebody else because you're learning about routines and performance, right? Um, and how, how, chore how choreography comes to get, cause each professional, how they put their choreography together is, is different. Yes. Yeah. To me, that's part of the most fascinating part of getting yes. a choreography from somebody else is being yes. in the room while they're while creating. While they do it. I and know I remember with, um, with watching Ben, he just kind of went and did it and we watched. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but Royston was kind enough to actually like talk us through how he right. does it. Um, right, right, so right. that was really educational. Um, but yeah, I'm wondering if you see a difference um, or if you feel like rising stars shouldn't choreograph for themselves. I, I, I'm, I don't feel that they're experienced enough to choreograph for themselves mm -hmm. at this point. Um, like I said, choreography is a completely different skill set. Like I learned something, uh, you know, growing up in the ballet tap and jazz, uh, scene that, um, my teacher would say choreography is, a, is a set of pictures. So at each point, if you can stop the routine, then there's a specific picture there, then the choreography is well, well done. Mm -hmm. And I don't think everyone, you know, has that skill set to see the, like what move would look great there or that vision of what goes in that spot or that specific place um, in music. It, I, it, it's a gift. Like mm -hmm. some people are great at it and, it doesn't matter. You could beat your head against the wall. You, if you can't, you know, put it together properly for it to make you, you see, basically you're telling, you're telling a story with your body, mm -hmm. right. It, reflecting what the music is saying. Right. And not everyone has that skill set. So I'm not saying that there probably aren't rising star couples <clears throat> that could, that could probably, um, do that. But, I, I for me, me looking at rising star, I, I can see, you know, who choreographed what, because you can tell whose choreography is, sure. you know, what. That's their signature. Right. Exactly. Which, which is important because that's part of their brand. Right. Exactly. Right? Brands is important. Um, <clears throat> so, 
And if there are couples out there that choreograph their own, great. Awesome. I think yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, um, I, I agree. I mean, I think it is a real skill. I think it's part skill, part art of right doing a choreography of knowing mm-hmm. what creates a moment, mm-hmm. you know, that creates a moment visually for the audience and knowing how to string those together in a way that mm-hmm. tells a story. Um, one of the things that I've started thinking about when watching routines is how they affect me. And yes. we were talking about this recently, you and I, about a certain routine. Um, because I, I've started thinking about routines um, affecting me in three ways. Intellectually, where mm-hmm. I look at a routine and I'm like, wow, that like that was really impressive. Like it took a lot to do that, like a lot of skill right. and, and you know, difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, visually, where it creates like was it pleasing. Yeah, something visually interesting. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, that was really cool to watch. And then emotionally, right? Absolutely. Does it move me? Right. And honestly, I feel like a lot of choreographies, maybe just of late, um, not mm-hmm. all of them, but I do feel like sure. a lot of choreographies hit me either intellectually or, or you know, visually. And but not emotionally, emotionally, not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they I don't think... always tell a coherent story or mm-hmm. they don't take you on a journey. Right. Um, or they don't like evoke emotion. Right. Um, so like uh, I was just telling you before we started recording that I watched Gary and Susan's routine from last year. Right. Mm-hmm. And that gets me on all three. Yeah, me too. Like the song yeah, totally. and her performance, his performance too. He was yeah, the choreography. The yeah, choreography yeah. is interesting. It's visually interesting. It's mm-hmm. and it's they're just so full of emotion. Yeah, it's um, really good. And the music, obviously. I mean, Tennessee whiskey, geez, right? right. Like, oh God, yeah, so good. <laughs> like, there's like, so much feeling yeah, and soul in that music. Um, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. It's, I call it, when music is like that, I call it like gut wrenching. Like, yes. oh, it like stabs me like in a good way. Not yes. like, like, oh my God, I just, oh, it's so good. That kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I think of like those kind of routines that hit on all levels. And I think it's, mm-hmm. it really is a, a, a real skill slash talent slash art mm-hmm. to be able to create that, to, to hit somebody on all of those levels. And I think part of it is, you know, um, I think we talked about this a little bit. I'm not sure in one of our podcasts um, about picking um, picking the right song. So you have to be very careful in picking music because you don't want to pick music that confuses the audience or doesn't engage the audience. We did talk about this. Remember how I said at one uh, one time uh, when Jordan Tot were doing pump it. They asked me to come downstairs and, and, and watch the routine. Mm-hmm. And when I went downstairs, I was like, Hey, let me listen to the music first. And they made me listen to the music. And I, and it, it, I was like, mm, I don't know if I like this. And I said to them, I said, I don't know if I like this, but wait, please dance to it for me. And let me, I don't want to jump to conclusions. And they danced to it. And I was like, Oh my God, I love this song. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you have to pick a, if you pick a song that you know might be, borderline you better do a good job of choreographing or telling the story properly to it so that it engages me and pulls me in and makes me like the song right so that's a that's another skill set yeah absolutely i uh i spent last night watching a bunch of videos and um one of the routines that i watched with a couple of friends was uh jordan tatiana's routine um oh gosh what year was it I can't remember, but it was the one that was like the 
like the Inception soundtrack? What was the... Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They wore black and white. Yes. Yep, they wore um, black and white. Yes. And I watched, I remember watching that routine the first time, and I was just like, what? Like, I heard the music. And mm-hmm. it was like cognitive dissonance. I couldn't get the idea of what I was seeing fitting what I was hearing. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. I watched it. First of all, the next time I watched it, I watched it without music. I was like, right. okay, this music is like so throwing unexpected. And yeah, right. that was throwing me off. And so I watched without music and I was like, this is amazing routine. And right, then right, I right. was able to watch with Put music. And I was like, okay, now it makes sense. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But that was definitely one where I was like, Sometimes it takes a little is, bit of time. Yeah. To con- th- that's why it's, it, you know, um, again, it's a skill set. It takes time to connect. So you, you get, especially at the open, you got to make sure like you, you pick the right song. Cause you look at three minutes. Or, right. That's th- like three minutes to like make the audience and, and the judges to go, Oh, okay. Yes. I like it. Right. And I also feel like you don't have three minutes. Cause I feel like <laughs> if you don't really capture people in the first, you know, 30, yeah, 45 seconds. Right. But like, right. if you're not drawing us in with the intro, with whatever's happening, um, mm-hmm. it, it only gets harder as you go along. Not impossible. I mean, there sure. are some routines where in the second half it like picks up and you're like, oh, cool. But I feel like it's to your advantage to grab people earlier on, either with the music or with your movement or, or both. Mm-hmm. Right. And I yeah, totally I, think it, I think it's really challenging to do that. And it's hard to like, you know, every year, the longer you stay on the circuit as, as, a, as a partnership competing, the harder it becomes to uh, find music right? That will be competitive, mm-hmm. find music that allows you to stay um, true to your brand. Right. Um, so it's hard. Like people think like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to do a routine and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, get on the dance floor. And I'm like, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that there are people that have this mentality of they jump into showcase because they think showcase is easier than classic because they're, because there are less couples in showcase for the most part. So not easier, but less competitive. <laughs> well, they, but they say, but they say it's easier. And I'm like, right. it's not easier. You know, you have to do lifts and that, that requires even, you know, more timing, more, more practice, right. you know, m- more chance of, of, of making a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's funny that people are like, oh yeah, let me just, you know, jump at the showcase because less couples, it's much easier. Oh yeah. Hell no. Well, I guess they didn't go to boogie this year. Didn't we right. have 11 showcase couples and yes, seven classic? It was so good. Yeah. I mean, granted, I, like, you know, Ben and Victoria weren't performing. There were a bunch of right. couples who weren't there. but Injured um, and stuff, right. Yeah. They had injuries. But I, I, it's, it, I, I love to see, uh, you know, because even though I competed in classic, showcase is, is my division. That was the division that I most uh, enjoyed competing in. And that was the, vis- the division that, you know, I won. Right. Uh, and, um, but to see 11 couples, I was like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. Yeah, yeah. You know, 11 couples that want to get in the air, throw themselves all around, you know. <laughs> right. This is not easy. No, so not I think at it's all. great that yeah. people are doing that. Yeah. Which is why Rising Star is so great because you do, you can do classic or showcase, you know, in Rising Star. And it's a great stepping stone for you to move into either showcase or classic. So I think it's great. Yeah. It's a great way to get new talent in the mix. Yes. Instead of just throwing them to the wolves. Right. <laughs> right. Go straight into classic and showcase. Let them build a little bit of, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like feeling good about themselves. Yeah. Confidence. And confidence. Right. Yep. Build and, some confidence. And to establish their partnership. Right. 
right exactly. before they move in. Sure. I think it's um, great. So we talked a little bit about how, you know, you and PJ kind of meet up um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to practice. I'm wondering if you have a particular, like, either way you practice or a way you advise mm. others to set up their practice. Yeah, yeah. So I do have a specific way and I have advised others uh, to practice and and, and it, it's always worked. Um, and it's the way Robin and I used to practice and the way how we used to practice is we would take, we would, um, this is in the time of CDs now, right? <laughs> um, we'd burn a CD with um, our song on the CD 15 times. And there'd be like a th- the thirty second uh, rest in between each time, mm-hmm. and we would change tempos on all of them. So maybe we do the first two slow, and then the second two faster, like up, you know, five percent. And we would fluctuate between uh, speeds. And we'd also do like first two lifts, next two no lifts, third mm-hmm. two everything, and that's how we would practice. And we would have a very effective um, practice because we'd keep, we'd, we'd build up our stamina, right? Right. We would teach ourselves how to, um, change timing because, you know, when you're a competition, adrenaline's going really fast, yeah. right? So you have to have the ability to either slow yourself down, right. Or, or, or pick, pick up. And sometimes too, you're at competition and the, 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 um, the machine plays slower than what you're used to. Yes. And then you're like, oh, my God, and you don't know how to adapt. Mm -hmm. So we would make, you know, 15 uh, cuts with, you know, different tempos, you know, pitched up, pitched down, normal speed, um, 30 seconds uh, in between. And and we would have a very efficient, like, an hour and a half practice. And we would do that twice a day. Mm -hmm. So we would practice in the daytime and then at nighttime. Um, And... um, you can't do that until like you have the routine committed to muscle memory, obviously. Sure. Right. It has to be committed to muscle memory. And we would do it. Whereas even if we made a mistake, we wouldn't stop. We'd keep going because that's the mistake that a lot of couples make. They start practicing and they make a mistake and then they stop. Right. And then that becomes their norm. So now when they're on the dance floor, they make a mistake and they stop. Yeah. They have to learn how to cut, create out of that mistake. Yes. They have to learn how to keep going. Yes. Um, so that's, that's the way I practice and that's the way I tell others to practice whether they do it or not doesn't matter but uh, you know that's a good way um of practicing for me yeah that's interesting i've never heard that but i I like the idea in terms of just kind of getting your mind and body to Mm -hmm. just jump into all these different situations right like you have to know the choreo so well Mm -hmm. um and be so aligned with your partner Mm -hmm. um yeah i really like that um we used to do a lot of when i was practicing with yenny we used to do a lot of just running. Um, mm-hmm. But we also would video a lot. Um, we, yeah, we do that too. And like review I, the video and then just sure. keep running and, and doing it over and over. Mm-hmm. Sometimes doing uh, like diving into a certain section. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. the section is just like, we've run it like three times and it's still not coming together and dive into that section and work it a bit and then go and run it all over again. Um, but the stamina piece was definitely... <laughs> It's definitely something we were working on, especially with the misery routine, because we had like no lifts. Because right. I'm not putting anybody above my head. Right, <laughs> she will always have one foot on the floor. Um, uh, but we had drops and leverage moves that we had to work sure. on and work out. But the same principle, like you know, you have drops and leverage moves, and, and you would say, okay, first two no drops, you know, right. second two everything, you know, third two just this drop, 
you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We also did some runs where we would uh, put the music on, but not do it together. See, I don't like that. No, there's a lot of couples that do that. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Um, First of all, ghosting Hmm. the part you, it always turns out. Okay. Because you're not connected to the partner. Sure. Right. So, so for me, the only time, um, I'm ghosting is like when I'm visualizing and doing it in my head because I'm not actually connected to the partner. You're visualizing sure. that it's in your head. Um, I, I like consistently doing it with the partner mm-hmm. so that you, 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 you go through every possible scenario that could happen. You know, when you go through it by yourself, well, you know, what's what, like you're going through it by yourself. I, I don't, I'm, I don't want to do that. I want to do it with my partner. Sure. I know that there are a lot of people that they go separate and then they, they, you know, they come together. Uh, that's just not my, my deal. I know PJ likes to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't like to do that. <laughs> For me, it wasn't, I get what you're saying about the, like being with the partner, but the kinesthetic mm-hmm. and just yeah. figuring out in the moment how to adapt. For us, the separation, and it wasn't most of the time, it would just be like mm-hmm. every now and then, was more of knowing in our own bodies where we wanted to be. Because there are times when you're doing the choreography, um, especially in the adapting piece mm-hmm. of having to cover your partner's butt, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Of like, oh, this this little glitch happened here, which threw the partner off here. And mm-hmm. while we do want to work on on helping one another in the partnership, we also want to work on being a better partner in the choreography and right. knowing where we want our bodies to be. So, right. But you, you have to understand too, where, where you specifically want your body to be may not coincide with what she's doing at the moment, which is why I like to stay stuck. I like to stay sure. connected. So when I put my body where I want it to be, I'm like, does this feel comfortable right. for you? Cause this, this is what feels good to me. How does it feel for you? Yeah. So that's why I feel the way I do. I'm not saying they're both correct. Yeah. This is just how my brain works and how yeah. my body works. For sure. No, I think it's really good to that what you're pointing out that if people are going to do the routine on their own, it needs to be done in relation to the partner, right? Mm-hmm. So um knowing where your body needs to be maybe while you're with the partner and then trying to replicate it on your own is different than mm-hmm. saying like here's where I want to be and not knowing right. where your partner is. Right. And if we're talking about routines um and I see this a lot and I know when I did both of my choreographies and I watched the routines and I'm like, we don't always look as connected as we could be. Right. Because the best routines. um, And actually Edwin Lee gave me this advice uh, when I was doing rising star way back when, and Mm -hmm. he was saying, you know, when you're doing a routine, you should look like hyper connected. Like you should almost Mm -hmm. look more stretchy and more counterbalanced than you would have in like a Jack and Jill, for instance. Right. Correct. Because, um, right. And I so, agree. you know, if you're not at that, if you, if you're just kind of connected where you're just still holding your own weight, it doesn't quite you're look making- the same in a choreography. Right. As if you're really counterbalanced. Right. Um, I agree with that. So, and I feel like I watch my choreographies and granted, you know, part of it is me watching my dancing back then and being like, Oh God, what was I thinking? Right. And <laughs> part of it is watching it being like, wow, like knowing what I know now, you know, I, would be I feel the same way about my dancing, way. by the way. So yeah. don't feel like it's just, yeah, I look back oh, at my no, dancing. I think it's, we always look back at like where I'm we like, were. Oh my God, what in the, <laughs> and at that time, obviously it was considered good or great. Yeah. You know, now I look at it, I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> such a be- much better dancer now than I was then. 
Yeah. But that, and that's why, you know, we're professionals because we get better. They, like, we're like a fine wine. We get better with age. Fine. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like the thickness of stuff yeah, like that. We sit in dark caves and the cool, right. dank air and we get better. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of, you know, the fact wine? that. Wine? No well, wine. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, <laughs> uh, but also, you know, what was deemed good or mm -hmm. successful then may not be the same as now. What I wouldn't the... go the on. I wouldn't go that far. What I'm trying that's to true. say. That's true. What I'm trying to say is that, um, like, quality of movement has gotten better as we've, as we've progressed, because there are routines that you can look at 20, 15 years ago that will, would still be competitive today, Correct. I think. I agree with that. Right. So, so we can't say that. Yes. Right. Okay. No, Moving thank you on. for the clarification. Um, yeah. Uh, but the fact that the dance does look different, right? Right. Things look different. And maybe what we expect out of routines or what we would think of as successful in routines right. has changed. Correct. Um, so what do you aspire to do in a routine and or as a judge, what do you look for in a routine? Um, mm, that's a loaded question. Yes, it is. Welcome to I the think, Naked Truth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I think it all depends on there's not that there's not one specific thing no. that that I look for and or that I hope that would or could happen. I think it depends on the couple that's dancing to the music that they're dancing to. And once I'm in that moment, that's when those things come to mind. Oh, I wish they would have done that or sure. I would have felt this and, you know, and so on um, and so forth. Um, you know, cause there, there, there are couples that have signature things that they do well. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Um, and I wait for those signature moments to happen. Sure. Uh huh. But for me, there's not one specific thing. It's, there's so many things that, that come into account on that day. So, so when, what are, what are some of the things you look for in routines? I look for, well, I would say the most important thing for me is, I, I don't like it when a couple is always looking out to the audience the whole time and really never connects, you know, with each other. I agree. Mugging. Um, yeah. Um, I think it's important to have a, a, a good balance. Uh, I, I always like to use the analogy of um, you don't want to demand the audience's attention. You want to command mm -hmm. the audience's attention. And the perfect example is, you know, if you're – if you're in a restaurant and you see a couple arguing, your first instinct is to kind of like walk in the other direction. You feel uncomfortable. And when you see a couple like really like talking low, you know, low and looking, gazing into each other's eyes and like really intentful, you're like, it's like, you know, EF Hutton, you're like, oh my God, what are they talking about? Right. <laughs> right. So I like to use, you know, that example. Like the second couple is, uh, commands attention they're like oh you know they draw you in and the first couple is demanding attention it's like they're screaming at you so to me that's the one of the things that i'm that really draws uh me in which you know i we, pj and i really have to work at that because we're still trying to get through you know the choreography and and and, and learning uh things and pj knows that about me that he you know i like to because I've worked with PJ and Tashina, like coached mm -hmm. them. 
And that was one of the things I had talked to them about. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, like I'm, I'm trying to go through, you know, the choreography in my head. So I'm like really pensive and looking in the mirror or like pay any, and he'll say to me, look at me. And I'm like, that's right. You're right. I need to be looking at you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I even have to be reminded of it because I'm still trying to get through the choreography. So for me, looking at each other is really um, an important thing. And then obviously, you know, uh, stretch and performance and all those other things. But looking at each other is one of my largest pet peeves. Yeah, I agree. And when you're talking about commanding as opposed to demanding. Yeah. The routine that always comes to mind for me, because it was the first time I experienced it live, was um, Angel and Debbie, uh, B-Tribe sometimes. Uh-huh. And... Uh, that one or or uh, La Ballet? B-Tribe was the one? I think it was... I think B-Tribe was before Le Ballet, wasn't it? The year before? Uh, maybe. Yeah, okay. I think it was the first one I saw. And she had that red okay. bodysuit on. That's B-Tribe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And... Um, they were, I don't know if they had just gotten married or they were about to get married. And it was the first time I saw a routine where it wasn't like, I don't even remember them looking at the audience. I'm sure they did. <laughs> right, right. But right. my memory is they drew you They in. were so into each other mm-hmm. that first of all, the ballroom was fairly quiet. Like there was not a lot of cheering. Well, as, they drew you- Yeah, but we were all like on the edge of our seat. But it was also like, it was so intimate that it was like, we don't know if we should be watching. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that. It was See, so beautiful and intense and intimate. And afterwards, like everybody was like pretending they were smoking a cigarette and like fanning right. themselves. <laughs> and like, this was so amazing. Like everybody's, you know, standing O. Um, and there are other routines like that where they, the chemistry of the two performers mm-hmm. is so strong mm-hmm. that they don't go to you. They bring you to them. Right. And that's the object, I think. I I love those routines. I also feel like that's not very common. No, I agree. Um, for one reason or the other. And I feel like over the last, I don't know, 10 years, it's become increasingly less, less common. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's challenging to do. It is. Know, to have such good chemistry that mm-hmm. you don't ask for attention. You, right? You command it like they people, command it right um but when it happens it is it is amazing divine i know i agree i agree um, i agree you get the chills and you're just like oh my god what just happened right those and, are the best moments yeah and to to your point earlier i think more and more couples are trying to dance to the audience like mm-hmm. go to them and get mm-hmm. the audience reaction maybe going back to what we talked about and judging about how important mm-hmm audience reaction is you know Mm -hmm. how it can be influential on judges um but yeah my some of my favorite routines are the more intimate ones where sure they look at the audience but it's so much about them together um and their their intimacy mm -hmm. and their connection it's like electric Mm -hmm. i totally agree with that yeah um do you think that you know, well, I guess the question really is, what do you think has changed about routines um, from like when you and Robert first hit the scene in the 90s to today? Um, I mean, I feel like there are certain aspects of performance that are still great, right? And that's yeah, why yeah. we can watch these old routines and be like, those are still great routines, right? Yeah. Creating mm-hmm. moments, you know, the visual, the intellectual, the emotional, mm-hmm. making good music. 
um, putting mm-hmm. on a show. I feel like there's a lot of common elements, but I also feel like routines change. Um, what trends changes? Uh, I think there's there's more now of the need for the wow factor. Mm. Um, whereas before, uh, routines uh, had the wow factor within their dancing, mm-hmm. right? And now the wow factor has to be this big, like, crazy moment, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that everybody does it. I'm just saying, you know, there's... I feel that there's more of that. And I think part of it is we live in a YouTube society, right? Where everything's, you know, online We li- and, and, you know, instant gratification society and everything's in your face and um, all of that. So, and music has changed. Uh, uh, television, you know, we have TV now that brings, you know, dancing to the masses, not our dance necessarily. Right. But it brings, you know, dancing to the masses and, and, and dancing has to be because it's on television now. It has to be uh, there needs to be uh, more wow factor because television's one dimensional. Right. Yes. You don't really. Right. So you have to, you know, it has to come through the TV for people to be like, wow, yeah. what just happened? Um, so I think that's happened in, 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 in our dance, um, too, where we don't. We don't appreciate the subtleties anymore or the, you know, the thing, the things that would, would, would have gotten audience applause Mm -hmm. then doesn't really get audience applause now. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, you're making my mind race. So, Uh um, Uh (laughs) no, in a good way, in a good way. Mm -hmm. Um, so one thing comes to mind, which is Brandy talked to advanced all-stars in a workshop. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just the all-stars. And this was a couple of years ago and it stuck with me because it also um, resonated with me, right. which is, and she was talking to the advanced all-stars just as competitors and said, look, this community, we have like, we have people like Jordan and Tatiana and Kyle and Sarah, and like, mm-hmm. we have amazing dancers, Benji and, and, mm-hmm. you know, Tori at the time. Right, right, right. This community has, has seen it all. Absolutely. Like, you are not going to wow them. You're not going to surprise mm-hmm. them. And you're mm-hmm. maybe not going to impress them even. And mm-hmm. she said, all you can really do and try to do is make them feel something. Exactly. And if you can make them feel something, you've got them. You don't mm-hmm. have to do wild, crazy things. You don't have to chase a moment. Just be there with your partner. Create something with your partner and make them feel something. Whatever mm-hmm. the music is. Um, so that one thing sticks with me. Um, again, also because it resonates with me, but I'm also thinking of like some of the routines that I love the most getting back to kind of intimacy. Um, mm-hmm. although actually now that I think about it, they weren't, I didn't think it was that we were drawn in, but it was just the dance speaking for itself and like two people really enjoying each other in the dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Michael Norris and Khalees Key winning the open in 2007, where they mm-hmm. just, it was just blues and they were just, dancing the crap out of that blues song or Brenton Cully's 2004 dancing blues power also or 2001 when they won that slow mm-hmm. blues routine although they were more intimate in that one was 2001 2002 was one of them custom color black so that was Scatman into you're all I need to get no, by that was that was now, now I feel like I got to look it up while we're talking about it. <laughs> um, I'm like, it's saved in my, my playlist of routines. Um, it was slow blues the whole time. 
right. Um, was that 2004? Maybe it was Blue's Power. Was that? That's Blue's Power, and it was black, white, and beige is what she wore. Yeah, she wore beige. Mm-hmm. That's Blue's Power. Maybe I'm mixing them up. Um, but anyway. Everybody sings the blues, that one. Are you listening? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was that one. Yeah. That's Blue's Power. Yeah, but anyway, so part of that was the intimacy of it, but part of it also was just the magic of the dance, you know, the footwork, the technique, the connection. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, they had some cool things in there, you know, visually Mm -hmm. and high difficulty, but not like. Round of back against Superstar. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. like you were saying, Mm -hmm. like pulling sparkles out of your ass. Like. Right. There wasn't any of that. Like, I usually say rabbit. But rabbit. Sorry, nice. I said sparkles. I think sparkles. Okay. Would... <laughs> sparkles. It's very like trolls. these day. We need sparkles. Yeah. Rabbits are not enough. That was so 1998. Um... Yeah, you're right. I, I agree. <laughs> sparkles are better. <laughs> Rainbows. Um, yes, like trolls. Totally. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, just thinking about those dances, those routines where it was, it's just purely the dance, and it wasn't about. Not to say that like routines that have amazing visual, you know, stunts no, I, or, or difficulty is, is, you know, like I watched Jordan and Tatiana and I'm blown away. Right. Like they have amazing physical feats. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it, there is a trend. I agree with you towards doing more of that. It's almost like the, they're doing ex- exactly the opposite of what Brandy said of like, they are trying to impress you. And right. If you go, really if you hard. go from, I know if you go from like, I'm going to say 2004, back um it it was a lot of good dancing and some one or two cool moves but cool moves that were like not pulling sparkles but just cool like really good you know to to this to the music whereas like 2004 ahead um there's more wow like oh my god you know i'm so glad they nailed that yeah (laughs) you know what i mean Think about the other routines that were winning around that same time, even like 15 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. this is when Kyle and Sarah were winning with like Johnny Be Good and How and Long Can Fool Go Wrong. Go Wrong. Right? Yep. Amazing dancing. They both happen uh-huh. to be blues. Um, yep. You know, those kind of routines. Um, one of my all-time favorites is Jason and Katie. Um, yes. Soul Serenade, Soul right? Serenade, which is just like, ugh. That was another one I, where we like saw her in that black dress and him just being him and we're all yeah, fanning yeah, ourselves yeah. after the dance. Like, my God, that was gorgeous. Um, uh-huh. You know, but it, it, and yeah, again, they had impressive physical feats in there, but it, I, I, it was, I agree with it you. Was it was dancing feats as opposed to uh, athletic feats. Yes. That's a great yes. way of putting it. Like I think mm-hmm. of Kyle and Sarah's routine, you know, Johnny be good. And like, Oh my God, it was like how fast they moved or the footwork. Totally. Or, and the sharpness of yes. the, how it I mean, hit the music, you know, like you were brilliant. visually watching the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with like Michael and Khalees routine. It was the same right. thing, right? It's like how articulate they were in the music with their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, these days it's more and more of how can more we impress you with what we can do with our bodies? Right. Like, not that that's a bad thing. It's just, it's different. But it, yeah, it's not a bad thing, but it, it also, it, it, it's hard for people say, like myself, I'm, I'm, I'll always use myself as an example because I don't want to call anybody out. Sure. Right. Um, but for like, I, I wouldn't consider myself an, an uber athletic dancer. I'm athletic, but I'm not athletic mm-hmm. like Tatiana. Right. Um, so for me, I, I prefer 
having those moments within my dancing because I, because I'm more of a footwork uh, person or, or I can turn, you know, real, real, real quickly. Um, my body doesn't do a lot of those things. So I think it's important to, to recognize that, that we're all different and that if, if we, if we make the dance go in a specific direction and, and only accept that type of movement, then we, we, we allow, we, we keep people from being in the dance because not everybody can do those things. And just because you can't do that doesn't mean that you're not a good dancer. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, stuck between rock and hard place. Like, I, <laughs> well, and it gets I, back to judging, right? If judges mm, are rewarding the right. tricks at, um, and not equally rewarding these other aspects of the dance, it starts skewing right. the, the direction, you know, mm-hmm. what people aspire to. Um, right. in our interview with Robert, um, he talked about how, people these days will do their routine and then they go back and say, how can we fit the swing in? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Right. As opposed right. to like back when he was doing his routines and the swing was the meat of it. That was right. the excitement. Right. Right. And I, I think as these routines try to impress us more and more with the athleticism, mm-hmm. which again is cool because it is pretty amazing what the physical body can do and what yeah, these totally. people can do in their partnership. Uh, fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah, there is magic to be had in two people doing this dance. Mm-hmm. You know, it partnered musicality, the articulation of music together with that chemistry between one another. And and that's not to say, let me just, you know, clarify. That's not to say that the routines that we see today that have athleticism in them don't have good dancing in them because they do. Yes. They they definitely do. That's mm-hmm. not what we're saying. Yes. It's just, I, f- I feel like the good dancing gets overlooked and the athleticism is what pulls people in all the time. Right. It's the shiny thing. Right. Like I mean, Dory. Let's be honest. It's the naked truth. Most people yes. are like crows. We're like, Ooh, shiny paper. Yes. Shiny paper. <laughs> I always think of, um, what was his name? The Raven in, uh, the rats of Nim. Oh yeah. 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 Gosh. What was his name? Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, the, the yes. raven, the crow or whatever. And yes. he was always like going after shiny ribbon. And I'm like, Oh right, my God, right. it's like West coast swing. Um, right. like, and Shininess. it's not that, yeah, it's not that we don't appreciate the other stuff, but I do feel like, yeah, we, we are okay. drawn to the, you know, mm-hmm. we used to call this, remember back in the day, we used to call this flash and trash trash. Yeah. 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 Right? Because it wasn't, it wasn't a swing thing, even though it was an impressive thing. Right. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and, and it's not to say too, that there aren't routines out there now that are about, you know, there, there are routines out there that are about the dance. Oh yeah. Great dancing. No, great dancing, great athleticism. Mm -hmm. They, they execute both very well. Yes. It's right. It's just that sometimes, you know, I feel like, you know, the, the athleticism that's not executed so great, or just the athleticism gets rewarded and they forget about that great dancing. That's kind of hanging out over here. Yeah. Remember this? And it is a trend. It is a trend. Look at me. Look at me. Right. Right. So it's tough. I mean, I'm I'm excited to, um, to, to dance the open this year. I'm excited to see everybody's routine. Um, this year, I'm always excited actually to see the open or, either dance it or, or see it or, or judge it. I mean, the open is like where everyone brings out their, you know, their a game. Yeah, absolutely. And 
we talked about this offline, but one of the things that's exciting about the open is that not only do they bring their A game, but I do feel like it's a real showcase of where the dance is, where it's been and where it's going. It's going. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people really, you know, it, a lot of people debut their routine at the open. So mm-hmm. all the, the creativity that's kind of been happening over these last few months and, and what's next, the next wave of West Coast Swing will, will, mm-hmm. will be released. Well, well, let's face it. I mean, I know the U.S. Open is um, trying to get it televised on television, mm. which is why they have that 35th anniversary, an hour long um, video. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, the only way for television to pick up West Coast Swing, if there's more wow factor in it, because in order for you to appreciate the, tr- the trueness of West Coast Swing, I think you, you have to live the life. You have to live it to, to understand it. Right. And in order to, to make it appealable to the masses, you have to, you know, either give wow factor or um, do something that's relatable, something that they understand. Sure. You know, so it's interesting to see where it will go, considering, you know, the buzz out there is televisions, you know, they want television to pick it up. Is Sandy Duncan not available? She did the Ohio Star Ball for years and years. <laughs> well, and then before that was Julia Prowse. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. She rest in peace. Yeah. Um, Sandy Duncan not available. <laughs> <laughs> can we get her or can we get the guys from Dodgeball and Underdog Story? Jason. Oh, Bateman my God. That would be Gary a- Coleman. <laughs> On CNN, the Ocho. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think we should get the two guys from the Muppets. Yes, well, <laughs> Sarah and Walter. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Let's sit up in the balcony. They're so grumpy. Yeah. Or again, well, Mystery Science Theater 3000 version of the Open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Not totally as positive fun. and supportive, but no, entertaining. No. no, it would be. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just, just a way to keep light of life, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So how are you feeling about you and PJ going to the Open? Like I mean, I've been working on it. I feel great about it. I I think I'll feel I feel I'll feel more uh, at ease about it when you know we have a rhythm you know in practice and stuff because sure. we still haven't had that yet. And and like I said, for, for me, um, th- this is really behind for me. Mm-hmm. Like by by this time, like Halloween weekend is is always the weekend where y- you go, oh my god, the opens here, right? And how right? And, and this is where. Like you, you've gone through all your tweaks of the routine. Now you've been practicing it, you know, like, you know, back and forth, back and forth. So I'm a little bit behind, um, on that. Not that I'm worried because I'll practice as long as I need to, to get it to where, um, it needs to be. But that's just one little thing that's in the, you know, in the back of my mind, uh, and, and also behind, you know, in, in costume. And when, and when you talk to PJ, he says he's ahead of schedule. And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is so not like how I like operate. He's like, oh no, totally ahead of schedule. Costumes are already done because our costumes are done. They're just being rhinestones, right? Um, and uh, yeah, you know, usually we don't get our routine to like mid October and at end of October. And I'm like, oh my god, that's craziness. <laughs> Who does that? But but again, I, I also have to recognize that you know, for the most part, I, I was. You know, I, not that I didn't dance classic because Robert and I danced classic first before we went to showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, but showcase, you, you you definitely need a little bit more time, yeah, because of the lips and everything. But even when we were doing classic, it was still you know <laughs> the same like time frame, like August. You know, finding music, you know, 
even practicing. Like, so this is like completely, maybe even July we were. So this is like really behind schedule. But, you know, I look at the, things like this and I'm like, blessing in disguise. Take me out of my comfort zone. It might be good for me, mm-hmm. right, to be out of my comfort zone, to to push me more, to challenge me more, you know, because I haven't been pushed or challenged um, as far as routines are concerned in, in, a, in, a, in a long time. So, I mean, the last time I danced was, I think the last one I danced was with Royston and that mm-hmm. was the last time I got on the floor, which was amazing. Yes. Um, but that was the last time... Um, I dance and I, I need to be, I want to be challenged and I want to be pushed and I, I want to get out on the floor and, and, and let people know that I'm not done yet. Right. I'm done when I say I'm done. Right. And I haven't said I'm done yet. So yeah. I'm not done yet. And I there do, are people that try to push me out, but I'm not leaving. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do think that that is one of the, the joys of routines for people who do them it pushes them in their dance. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and for the rest of us, it pushes us. Like it motivates us. It mm-hmm. raises the bar for what this dance is and can be. Um, mm-hmm. It inspires us. I think that's why so many people want to be at the open, even if they're not performing or they want to watch sure. open on the live stream, right? Like we all want to see what's happening because it's oh, inspiring. It's amazing. What they've put together for the open. Like what, what was their vision? Let's see what they... Let's see what they dance. Let's see what they do, you know, and people, you know, people need to understand that classic and showcase and strictly swing and Jack and Jill are three different skill sets. And, you know, that's what, that's why I think my peers are so freaking amazing because we're, we're, we're good at all three. Mm -hmm. We're good at our routines. We're good at Jack and Jill's and we're good at strictly swings. And my peers are just like, like off the chain. And that, and that's the, you know, you know, people say, Oh, I want to be a pro. I was like, well, just cause you can do strictly swing or Jack and Jill doesn't make you a professional. Right. You know, there's a lot of things that come into account, but my, my peers are like, they're awesome. Cause they do all three amazeballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think you're amazeballs too, Deborah, and I'm very excited to see you and PJ dancing at oh. the open. You're just uh, saying that because it's true. It's no, I'm true. kidding. <laughs> no, I'm I saying it because it's true. Uh, but no, I know how hard you work and, and all the other professionals on these routines. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's incredibly admirable. Um, part of the reason I didn't do another routine over the last few years was knowing how much it takes to do one and yeah. not having that capacity myself because of other things Commitment. in my life. Um, yeah. So yeah, I really do admire you for how, how hard you work to put these things together. Especially putting together a new routine that, that takes a lot of with a new spell. part, yeah, with a new part, <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. It's not it's not as easy as it is. Would you be you know when you have a regular partner? Even then, it's hard too. I mean, yes. it's not an easy feat, honestly. Yeah, it's something really difficult. It's a lot of discipline, a lot of effort, a lot of discipline, a lot of effort for sure. Yeah, a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you got to sacrifice. You know, lots of things, even food. <laughs> food. You got to eat the right foods and stuff because you know you're going to dance at the you open. Be you're fit. Be yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, the camera puts on ten pounds. Great, it's just what I need. <laughs> <laughs> but where are the ten pounds going? Because if they're going to my shoulders, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, but I could use happen. the ten pounds right here, up yeah. here, yeah. down here, not so, so much. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that's the other thing too. Like you got to pick the right costumes that are flattering and just so many things. Yeah. Too much. Too much. You know. At, after the U.S. Open is over, all of us are just like, 
I mean, some of us like go on vacation, others just like veg at home for a week. It's like it take, you need at least a week of, of, of recuperation right. to, to, to get over because of all the time you spent leading up to the open and then all the angst that you have at the open that you finally like explode at the end of the open and you're like, Oh my God, yes, I can eat a pizza <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a hamburger. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot well, of with that. Yes. I think it's a good place to end. I think so too. Thanks for sharing no. your story of how you're putting routines together. I appreciate that. Thanks uh, for uh, your input as well. Um, and now I have to go practice <laughs> in a week. I'll be in Tennessee practicing. Yeah, that'll be awesome, though. I think yeah, once you get into it and you start feeling more comfortable. Right. That's what I need. I need that right now. Then it becomes more exciting. Yes. You can find Deborah and me online at thenakedtruthwcs.com. We love your comments that you're posting on the page, the emails you're sending, things you're writing on Facebook. It's all great. We love to hear from you. So please keep doing that. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter at Naked Truth WCS. You can follow us on Instagram at The Naked Truth WCS. Of course, you can like us, follow us, and share us. And you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a number of other podcast hosting platforms. Again, if you can't find us on your podcast hosting platform, please shoot us a message. We want to make that possible for you. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on Facebook. And if you can, if you're subscribed to iTunes or a member of iTunes, please rate us and give us a review over on iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Eric. And I'm Deborah. And that's, and that's the, the Naked, naked truth. truth. By the way, at any point, let me know if you can hear the banging next door, because I hear it. Have you been I hear nothing. Me? Okay, cool. I hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I hear nothing. I see dead people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing. I can't see. I can't hear. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> you have a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> see, you keep me laughing. I need to talk to you every day. <laughs> All right. We should do that. All right. Um, is it on? Is it on? Is this thing on? Is this thing on? <laughs> Welcome to the Naked Truth. Real talk, <laughs> talk about, about West, West Coast. Coast. <laughs> My name is Deborah. This is Eric. Today talk we're going to talk about how the Prince of Tides is neither about princes nor tides. <laughs> how a chickpea is neither a chick nor a pea. A pea. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>